The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, what's going on, people? Welcome to the Miles Mikulski podcast, where we talk to some of your favorite artists and talk all things music-related. Mainly hip-hop, but, you know, we might have to fling in a few things along the way. If you enjoy any of the content, make sure you follow me on socials, at Miles Mikulski. Basically, it's in my name. If you're listening to it right now, you'll be able to see my name right there. I ain't going to spell it out, because that's kind of long still. But follow me on socials to keep updated on who the next guest will be in the future. Anyway, without further ado, let's get into another episode of the Miles Mikulski podcast. What's going on, people? Joining me is what I like to say a generational talent. Someone whose album is coming out very, very soon, about maybe a month, month and a half away from it. But I'm very, very excited for this release. And I want you to introduce yourself with the people. Well, first, I'm glad to be here and I'm excited as well. My name is Sarah. I am an MC, um, have been one for 12 years now. Um, I am with the label Rhyme Sayers, and yep. we've just been, I've been creating music with my DJ producer, Soul Messiah, since the start. And um, I have something to say. Yeah, <laughs> I've been able to, you know, get a little early access of the tape, Sharecropper's mm-hmm. Daughter, which is incredible. I mean, I've enjoyed, you know, I think what I've enjoyed about the whole tape from what I've heard and I've still got a lot to unpackage myself is the fact that you're so open and honest and the message of the tape kind of fits so perfectly throughout what we've gone through in 2020 as a people so far what what, what do you think right and absolutely like it's funny because we've this album hasn't has been in the works for quite some quite some time but it speaks to a lot of the challenges that um at some points in history are not as visible, but they're still there. They're still underlying. And then they resurface. So this album is really about this, um, these points of connection between my father, the sharecropper who grew up during the Jim Crow South on a shopping farm in America. And my experience as a young black woman growing up in the 90s, the crack era, you know, and all of that that comes along with it. And how our stories, so different are still, you know, um, symptomatic of not only this country, but, you know, global systemic racism and and white supremacy and how we have to dig through those things, you know, because of that experience, oftentimes we've inherited this kind of generational trauma, you know, and we inherit a lot of this um, weight. We come to the world with this weight, this heaviness. And, um, you know, while other people are inheriting, like, you know, trust funds and, and, and you know, yeah. bobbles and, and, and things of worth, 
we have to kind of sort through that baggage and pull the, the treasures out of the, the, the baggage that we've been been uh, bestowed with. Yeah. And that what this album is about, that journey of uncovering self from all of that, all of our history, all of the beauty and all of the hardship as well. Yeah. And reshaping that narrative and reshaping the legacy of our families and of ourselves. Yeah, I mean, do you know what? I think from the perspective of someone from the UK, it's only when I started studying American history when I was at university that I actually knew what a sharecropper was. Mm. Even at that level, because I think a lot of people, you know, they think, okay, slavery is done and that's it. Where share, the sharecropping system was something that kept black people, you know, in systemic racism and poverty for way beyond when slavery was abolished. So right. going through, and like you said, your, your journey and stuff, like, how easy was it to construct some of the lyrics and you know really break down this this tape to get to where we're at now with it's what 15 tracks yeah yeah Wait, 15 or 14 four, yeah 15. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's confirmed that i got a lot of albums um it wasn't easy at all mm. it wasn't easy at all um i think that that's that's part of you know that artist's journey, like when you're exposing yourself and, and and being vulnerable about things that are so deeply personal and intimate. Yeah. Um, especially within hip hop where it's really, you know, about like how how dope I am and I'm doing this and I, and I can do that too. Yeah, I mm. can do that too. I you know, I can posture and all of that. But um it really takes a lot of courage and strength to be able to talk about the things that you know, we're told to keep hidden, you know, because of, you know, protecting self yeah. um, and also protecting the world from, you know, things that are private or things that can make you a target or vulnerable or, you know what I mean? Like, so um, digging through that and re-experiencing some of those um, emotions was quite challenging, but that's, yeah. the, that's the art of it. That's the heart of it, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I think what I liked about the tape is you know you uncovering a lot of that stuff and i don't know obviously i'm listening from it from like a just a listener's perspective not like um i'm you do you know what i mean but what i like is it feels like you're kind of just being open with the world but just through yourself you're not really you're like you're kind of looking for questions and answers and you know answering a lot of people's questions as well like you know when you're speaking about a lot of the the self-harm stuff in the last side of the album you're speaking about grandparents as well and you know hearing stuff like that makes you think okay cool like we're really unpackaging sarok as an artist here and is that something that was in your mind that you wanted to do initially when you you know started writing this this project as a whole um, it was because I think that I think that in art, in writing, um, it's always been served as sort of a healing for me, a sort of catharsis for me to write. Um, and this album, after years of, of creating things that were uh, a bit more metaphysical, a bit more abstract, you know, still with the themes of empowerment and like, you know, um, knowing self and all of that, but just a little bit more, it was more metaphorical than, you know, um, really getting down to like the nitty gritty of what had happened, what my experience was. Yeah. Uh, I thought that it was important for me to introduce myself to the world with this new platform that I had with Rhyme Sayers to let people really see what had 
led to my perspective and point of view and who I am, not only as a person, but as an artist. Yeah. And to let you see like what my intention is as I create, you know, as I, you know, remain visible, as I speak on my various platforms, who I am and, and what has um, helped to shape who I am and my point of view. Yeah. I think that is definitely something that's important. And I think when you look at your journey, because you were kind of working with uh, Songside, what, in 2002 times as well. So for a very long time now. And so, you said one more time. I'm sorry. You've been working since 2002. 2008. It's 2008. Okay, cool. So with that and the development now, and obviously a lot of the, the former tapes were. You know, they had a lot of uh, Egyptian symbology and stuff in there as well. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not even going to say, is it Nebuchadnezzar? I'm going to try and say it. Yeah. <laughs> I was making sure I had to probably rehearse that a couple of times before I said it, because I wasn't going to get that wrong. But, <laughs> like, even stuff like the Gift of the Magi and all the, the imagery. So, obviously, we've kind of taken a different direction now. So, what apart from you know obviously Ryan Sayers and this is a new chapter and you're showing people what you're about and it's almost to a, a great audience almost an introduction into who you are but why did you decide to kind of leave that some of that stuff behind or is that so interweaved that it went over my head when I listened to this tape no it's just um and I wouldn't say that I left it behind um I think that on this album I really wanted to ground myself and yeah. I really wanted to connect with those folks who maybe weren't you know they weren't there yet you know what I mean mm -hmm. and they didn't have an understanding of you know this Egyptian and, and, and Mesopotamian and Sumerian you know culture history imagery West African you know yeah. culture history imagery spirituality all of that stuff and that, while that's still a part of me in a lot of my one-off songs and stuff like that, I'll mention and reference those things. For this album, I really wanted to connect to people on the most... Um, raw level? Yeah, raw, intimate, um, kind of comprehensive level. Mm. Um, so that even if you, if, if you don't, if you don't have the time to like Google some stuff or look up, you know... <laughs> yeah. You know what you know babylon actually is like what you know what i'm saying like what nebuchadnezzar really represents and how it ties into the matrix and and all of that just all yeah. of that stuff here it is raw and uncut because everybody can relate to the themes of forever mm -hmm. I hear and that. that may not be able to relate to the themes of nebuchadnezzar yeah so we're working our way back up Okay. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you've got what? So you've got other albums and stuff in the stash that basically reflect some of that stuff, or you yeah. know, you know, you should. I think you should do as well in the long run is maybe set up some documentaries or something where you unpackage that. Mm, that's that's a dope idea. I mean, we definitely have a lot of um, ideas in the works in terms of um, different medium, yeah, different media media in which we can like showcase the process and, and just talk about like the underlying themes of things like that. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, they're just like so many aspects of of our being from spiritual, you know, physical to yeah. mental. There's so many things to address and so many ways to do that. So I think that in order to not distract from the, the underlying theme of this album, I wanted to keep it as, you know, on Separate. the level. Yeah. Yeah. 
So for people who are waiting for this album, for your fans that are excited and, you know, heavily invested in, uh, you know, Sarok, what are some of the things that they should be looking out for? Because I know there's an Alicia Keys sample in one of the tracks. Mm -hmm. that, that song was big. I don't want to give away too many of the features. I don't know what, how much information you've found personally, but... Um, we released all the feet. You can... Yeah? Okay, cool. Black Fort was crazy on it then. <laughs> like, there's a lot of stuff on there that, you know, leaves you... Even though you're not saying you want people to, you know, it's Google and go on Reader's Digest Encyclopedia and do a madness, there is still a lot of interesting things to break down. So what are some of the, the main key themes that you want people to to hear and listen to and engage with post once the album comes out. I know we're saying it's way early, but you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's really, um, really that our story is um, an evolving journey. Yeah. You know, and it can start from places of um, just immense uh, depth and darkness and, 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 um, but it, it, as we as we start to unpack and uncover these things and see and find our place yeah. within our story, then we start to gain like an empowerment and a sense of value and a sense of worth, and understanding that <clears throat> your story is as important as the next man's, and not mm -hmm. ever letting someone um, undermine you, define undermine you, define that for you, speak you know your truth, yeah, um, because I think. <clears throat> the timing of this album in particular is so um, relevant because we're discussing things that, you know, we saw, as we saw with, you know, the whole world being in an uproar about, uh, uproar about what happened with George Floyd. Yeah. You know, it's echoes of what happened with Emmett Till and what happened with, you know, Fred Hampton and what happened with, you know, so, so on and so names, forth. Yeah. You know, so many names. <clears throat> and that's what this album really speaks to. You know, the, the, divergence, seeming divergence of my father and my like upbringing, but still, you know, a generation later, mm. still having to deal with, you know, the, the fallout of the, of being black yeah. and having this experience in America, but like so many other people in other places in the, within the diaspora can connect to it as well. Mm. Um, but just really the, the ultimate theme is being able to dig deeply within yourself, within your history, within your familial legacy. Yeah. And out of that, pull out of, out of that trauma, grow out of that trauma into triumph. Um, and so if you notice the progression of the album, it starts to get, the energy starts to, to raise and, yeah. and there's more clarity and Ooh. there's more, a stronger understanding of what freedom really is and how that, you know, manifest and how I play a big role in my own liberation. I think it definitely becomes very more militant and driven as you go past maybe like track nine, 10. And I like that because you need progression. And I think what I like about the album is like you said, there's so many linear narratives that go on generationally as well as sonically that by the time you get to the end, you're going to go back to track one and run that again. You know, that's, that, that's the power of the, the tape in itself. Mm. But, I mean, going through this conversation right now, what's come up quite a bit is spirituality. And how important is, is that in the writing process for you? Because if do you see something that happens 
instantly so so say for example with the news about jacob blake that happened what in the last couple of days right you see something like that and then you kind of you hit the studio or you find your space where you start writing or do you let your you process your thoughts a little bit and then put pen to paper or you know start it really depends on this on the space that i'm in honestly yeah. um you know I've, I've found that lately i've started to have to take a beat to be mm. able to process you know and then think about how i want to approach telling a story or you know writing writing from my perspective yeah but it depends like you know there was a a couple of times where where troy davis um a guy who was uh, a brother who was executed here in georgia after he like right when he was executed i wrote that song when trayvon martin it took me a couple of um was killed it took me a couple of moments to write rain and sunshine after that you know mm -hmm. sandra bland it took me some moments to like deal with my pain around the um what happened the tragedy before i could be like okay how do i want to Perfect approach this? how do i want to how do I, how can i be respectful of the situation but also air out my grievances my pain my anger yeah so it just really it just really depends Okay. You know, and then I and, and and speaking of like spirituality, honestly, I feel like you know I have a whole bunch of ancestors in in the universe, like just kind of pushing me. And sometimes, you know, I don't feel that because I need to like process my own stuff. I need yeah. to like, you know, really kind of work through um, my own emotional investment in it because a lot of times we we especially in social media we feel like we have to respond to something we have to react to something oh, yeah, right then. yeah we're like automatons and we don't allow ourselves to actually go through the grieving process and go through you know yeah. the experience of like understanding what this actually means to our life it's mm. not just like um a news story this is really someone's life that has been taken or you know something that yeah. that you know, there's all these little, um, there's all these little, um, nuances. Yeah. Well, not even nuances it's that, but, uh, these, these, these traumas that we experience on a daily basis. Mm. And because we're so used to experiencing them, we we're constantly on the move, like just reacting Yeah. until it, you know, we we're having breakdowns or until it manifests into something else within our lives emotionally. Yeah. Like we have to take that. And that's the whole point with one of my songs, deliverance on the album, like yeah. creating that stress-free zone, like creating, um, spaces of joy because we almost feel guilty to have moments of joy and moments of peace and moments where we can actually, um, uh, have Spaces and, and yeah, and have and and love ourselves and revel in our beauty outside of the world that se that seeks to constantly traumatize us. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, it's just it's just all of that, a lot of stuff, a lot of like, you know, a lot of processing, a lot of healing. This the album is it, the themes are recurring mm. of that. I think what I like is it's quite complex and it's a formal, it's a conscious rap album that will go over a lot of people's heads when they first listen to it but will make people go back and really want to break it down more and kind of be on this level because i'm learning things as i'm talking to you as well and i'm sure you know your fans and other people will at the same time but um i want to talk about something real quick as well that you know i'd like in this space of female rappers right about now you know mm -hmm. rhapsody someone who you've you know interacted with and you know, been on the road with before. Like, 
how where do you see yourself in that female rap landscape are you do you want to even be considered i know it's going to sound weird but do you want to be considered a female rapper or would you just like the term rapper and that's it you know, you know what i'm trying to say I'm, I'm yeah, saying. yeah no i agree, I agree with yeah. what you're saying like i think it's pretty obvious that i'm a woman yeah. so i think that needs to be you know reiterated it's a bit redundant i feel like mm. and we don't go around saying male mcs you know i that by saying female MCs that continues to marginalize us within the genre yeah and it, it, it even um, manifests in the way that we're talked about within the rap conversation mm -hmm. you know we can only be as good level. as a woman yeah. you know or it's like yeah she's the best female MC but we're not even allowed into the conversation of you know the gym the gym pop if you will mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't mind it. I mean, I speak from the perspective of women. So, but I think that when it's used to, um, like, in a sense, tokenize mm -hmm. my voice, you know, I don't, I don't like it, you know, or the whole fancy thing. I'm not yeah. really a fan of. I mean, when your intention is not to insult, then it's fine, you know, mm. but, um, you know, I just think that we're, I'm, I'm a person with a perspective just like anybody else. Yeah. I'm a person with a story to tell just like anybody else. And I'm a, I'm a master of my craft, just like the best of MCs, male or female. Yeah. And that's what we need to be talking about. You know Listen, what I mean? I'm not going to lie to you. You're one of the most interested MCs that have uh, come out for a while. And uh, you're doing better. Even if we're not, we're not breaking it down, we're not trying to make this a gender thing. I'm just going to say you're better than some of the male rappers out there. Right? You know what I mean? So... You're doing your thing, and that's what I love to see. But I'm going to leave it there because I know we've got a busy schedule for you today. So is there any last messages you want to say to the people who are watching and listening to this right about now? Um, I honestly want to say just uh, really when you listen to the album, really think about it in terms of my story, but also turn the lens onto yourself and really dig deep you know and find those treasures within yourself because they're even in a life or a story that's fraught with you know tragedy or sorrow or things that we want to forget there's value you know and they don't they don't those things don't diminish who we are and the potential that we have and the power that we have and that's my messaging that's what i've been consistent in conveying and I just want to make sure that, you know, we are understanding that and we are pouring into ourselves with all the love that we can give. Okay, there we go. We can hear the doorbell going off in the background as well. So we know that you've got, you've got to jump off. But I appreciate your time today. Thank you for chatting to me. Thank you so much. I enjoyed the conversation. No worries, I did too. So yeah, make sure you go and get the album when it does come out in October, right? October 2nd. There yes. you go. On all streaming platforms, you can go to cyrocktheMC.com to pre-order. There you go. You have the information. Make sure you go do the tick. That's it. Cyrock, appreciate you. Appreciate you. Peace and love. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. 
Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.